Ladies, I am so excited. I was recently talking to my friend Megan Watley with The Beautiful Movement, and she was telling me that many of you girls are grabbing The Beautiful Movement boxes. And let me tell you, they are such a blessing. And now... The new March box is available for pre-sale. This means you have a chance to sign up before they sell out. The theme is He is Risen, a box to prepare our hearts for Easter, for the resurrection. You don't want to miss this one. Head on over to www.jointhebeautifulmovement.com and sign up now. Be sure to use the discount code UNCOMMONTEEN, all one word, for 15% off your first box. You can also follow The Beautiful Movement on Instagram at the underscore beautiful underscore movement. Ladies, I'm telling you, you don't want to miss this one. Welcome to the Uncommon Teen Podcast, the podcast for Christian teen girls. Each week we talk about real life issues that you're facing and how to overcome them in a way that stays true to who God created you to be. I'm your host, Jamie Kirshner, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. All right, ladies, so this week we are doing another AMA or Ask Me Anything episode. And ladies, oh my goodness, you have some really great questions. And I am so thankful that I can hopefully shed some light on the questions that you do have. If you have a question that you would like to ask, all you need to do is go to the Uncommenting app and click on the tab that says Ask Me Anything. If your question gets chosen, it will be featured in an upcoming episode of the Uncommenting podcast. All right, so this week's question comes from Zoe. She says, I know that God is there, but sometimes it feels like there's no hope for anything. When my dad was placed in the hospital a few years ago, I had lost all my faith. I still haven't totally regained faith, but how can I? How can I have a better relationship with him? Zoe, thank you so much for asking this question. Sometimes things happen in life that we just don't understand. We thought one thing and another thing happened. However, I want you to know that God is not the cause of all of these bad things that happen. God is not our problem. He is our solution. There is a very real devil who wants to destroy us. John 10.10 tells us that the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus came to give us life and life more abundantly. So if it steals from our lives, if it kills, or if it destroys— It's not from God, it's from the enemy. And if it gives life, it's from God. God is there for you always. And I love how you started out your question with, I know that God is there. God is there for you always. 12 different times throughout the whole Bible, God tells us that he will never leave us nor forsake us, which means he will never turn his back on you. He loves you so, so much. And it really does hurt God's heart when he sees us hurting. As I said, there is a very real devil out there, and he wants nothing more than to destroy us. He wants nothing more than to steal from us, to kill, and to destroy. God wants to see you flourishing. He wants to see you winning in life. Psalm 34, 18 tells us that the Lord is near to those who have a broken heart. That means he's there for you, and he's hurting with you. Did you know that Jesus walked through similar pains to all that we are experiencing in life, he understands and he's been there and he hurts with you. Now, there are several different parts of your question that I want to talk about because I know that so many people are feeling like you are. If something bad happens or with so much craziness in this world and so much evil that is prevalent, sometimes it can feel like there's no hope. But I want to encourage you, there is hope. And to get your hopes back up. 
When we read Isaiah 60, verse 2, it's actually a prophecy of what is going on in today's world. It tells us that darkness will cover the earth and deep darkness will cover the people. And that is exactly what we are seeing today. Anywhere you look, everywhere you look, that is what we see. And you may be thinking, um, Coach Jamie, <laughs> that's not very encouraging. But I want to read the rest of what Isaiah 60 says, because I really do believe it will encourage you. We're going to start with verse 1, and it says, Arise, shine, for your light has come. Jesus is the light of the world. And when you give your life to Jesus, he's placed his light on the inside of you. So arise, shine, for your light has come. The glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, now this is what we read before, the darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness the people, but the Lord will arise over you and his glory will be seen upon you. The Gentiles or those who don't know Jesus shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes all around and see they all gather together. They come to you. The enemy is out there and he wants to destroy. And there's so much darkness on this earth and there's so much darkness upon the people. But I want you to get your hopes up because God wants to use you to do amazing things. He wants you to do something so big that many people come to know him as their personal Lord and Savior. It gives them hope. This world is hurting, is hurting so badly because they have no hope. They don't have the love that we have. And so that's why we see the darkness. They don't have the love of God. They don't have hope. And so they act, they react in ways that are evil. But we have a hope that when we shine the light of Jesus to those around us, that they are drawn to it. And eventually they will give their lives to the Lord. So if you've been in a place and you're listening to this episode where you have felt so down and you have felt like there is no hope whatsoever, I want to encourage you, get your hopes back up. What the enemy meant for bad, God can and will use it for good if you let him. Jeremiah 29, 11 tells us that God has a plan for your life of good and not evil to give you a future and a hope. That word hope means a burning or a fervent expectation of good. Like you are just so expecting good things to happen. Isaiah 54, 17 tells us that when a weapon that's been formed against us by the enemy when it comes against us, it will not prosper. Take those verses, Jeremiah 29, 11, Isaiah 54, 17, and begin to speak them over your life. Begin to speak them every day. Thank you, Lord, that you have a plan for my life of good and not evil to give me a future and a hope. Thank you, Lord, Isaiah 54, 17, that no weapon that's been formed against me shall prosper. Start speaking those verses over your life. And then when it gets on the inside of you, don't stop. Keep going. Because the enemy, and we read this throughout the whole Bible, his number one ploy is to steal the word from you. Because he knows that John 8, 32, the word brings freedom. It's the truth that we know that makes us free in every area of our life. And so if he can steal that word, he can steal our freedom. Zechariah 9, 12 tells us to return to the stronghold, you prisoners of hope. He actually calls us prisoners of hope. When somebody is a prisoner... They're bound. They're confined. They're usually in that state for quite a long period of time. So Zachariah is telling us to be bound, to be confined by hope and not let our hopes get crushed, to stay there, keep our hopes up. 
Instead of putting your hope in the circumstances around you, put your hope in the Lord and watch him come through for you every time. Now, the next thing I want to talk about in your question is where you asked. You said, I lost all my faith. How do I regain it? Zoe, again, I am so sorry that you walked through this. I hate that the enemy is so evil and wants more than anything to destroy us. But let's talk about how do we regain our faith? First of all, let's answer the question of what is faith? Hebrews 11.1 tells us that faith is the substance or the confidence of things hoped for. Again, that word hope is a burning expectation of good. So we can read that first part of this verse like this. Faith is the confidence that without a shadow of doubt, I know that things are going to turn for good. And then it goes on to say, it's the evidence of things not seen. You may not see it right now, but everything in you believes that you will. You know that God is faithful and that he is providing and that you have what he says. That is what faith is. God is faithful and he loves you so much. So how do we regain that faith? Romans ten seventeen tells us that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. When you read that in the original Greek, it actually is written like this. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. It is a continual thing. You have to continue to hear the word of God. That is how your faith grows. How do you hear the word of God? Well, the first way to hear the word of God is by getting into the Bible for yourself, reading it, and then speaking verses over your life. Another way that we can hear the word is by going to church and taking notes when our pastor or our youth pastor is talking, and then going home and reviewing your notes and looking up those verses that they talked about, and then begin to speak those over your life. Another way is by listening to the Uncommon Teen podcast and getting into the verses that I share with you on this podcast and look them up and read them for yourself, and then begin to speak them over your life, and then continue to do so over and over and over again. Hebrews 4.12 tells us that God's word is alive. It is active. It is constantly working in our lives. So when we hear his word, it changes us. When you're putting in the word and you're putting it in and you're putting it in and you're putting it in, you will grow in your faith. Another way that we can grow in our faith, and this is on top of putting in the word, it doesn't take the place of it, is by going back and remembering the ways that God has been faithful to you. I highly encourage you, if you have a notebook lying around your house that's not being used, begin to write down every day when you go to bed at night, write down three ways that God has been faithful to you throughout the day. Good things that have happened to you that you can thank God for. And then one last thing I want to talk about concerning our faith is this. Make a choice to believe God's word over any circumstances that we might currently be facing. Or maybe we faced in the past. Romans 8.37 tells us that yet amid all these things that we either walked through or that we're currently walking through, you are more than a conqueror through him who loves you. A conqueror is somebody who goes into battle knowing that they can win. They're like, okay, I got this. Someone who is more than a conqueror is somebody who goes into battle knowing that the battle has already been won. Jesus has fought that battle for you and he has won and he's walking beside you. And as long as you keep him on your side, you can become victorious over any area of your life. 
Then the last thing I want to talk about is the last question that you asked. You said, how can I have a better relationship with God? If we need to ask for forgiveness because we walked away from God, start by asking for forgiveness. Lord, I'm sorry that I walked away from you. And 1 John 1.9 tells us that when we ask for forgiveness, that God not only forgives us, but he cleanses us from all unrighteousness. That's the guilt that's associated to what we did. So God will forgive you and he will get rid of all of that guilt. You just give it to him. And then next, start spending time with God. I like to call this the first 15. Take at least the first 15 minutes of your day to spend with God. And if you need to set your alarm clock back 15 minutes, 15 minutes is not an hour, so don't beat me up. (laughs) But if you need to, set your alarm clock back 15 minutes and spend at least five minutes in the Word of God, five minutes reading the Bible. If you need a place to start, the book of John, which is the fourth book in the New Testament, is a great place to start. Another great place to start is in the book of Ephesians. And one thing I encourage you to do, if you look at the different chapters in the Bible, most Bible versions have them to where they're split up into sections. And so what I encourage you to do is read a section. And then after you're done reading that section, ask yourself questions like, what does this mean? How can I apply it to my life? And I got this question the other day from another girl and she asked, how can I make my Christian journey more exciting? Sometimes I feel like it's boring. And this is how you do it, by asking yourself questions. What does this really mean? If we read through the Bible and we just do it to check off a list, yeah, it's going to be boring because we're not really developing a relationship. If you think about your best friend and you think about the time that you spend with them, if you're like, if you walk into the school, you see your best friend, you're like, hey, how are you doing? Okay, check that off my list. I got that done. I said hi to her. Okay, now I need to do this. And if it's the same thing over and over again, and we're just checking off a list and we're not really building that relationship with our best friend, it's going to get boring pretty fast. And that friendship probably isn't going to stick around. (laughs) And the same thing is true for God. When we take time to really get to know him and say, you know what, what does this mean? How can I apply it to my life? And we can ask God too. ask him to show you, hey, God, what does this mean? Can you show me what this means? And sometimes you'll get an answer right away. And sometimes you'll be walking throughout your day or maybe a week later and God shows you the answer like, oh, wait, I read that in the Bible. That's what that means. So ask him. But I encourage you, go through and ask yourself questions. For example, in John 1.1, the first section is 18 verses long. So go through and read all 18 verses. You may not have time to ask yourself questions on all 18 verses, but take your time in that section. And the next day, Go through a couple more verses and ask yourself questions and talk to God about it. And then the next day, and you know what? It might take you 18 days to get through 18 verses, but I would much rather you take 18 days to get through 18 verses and get so much out of it than read a whole chapter in a day and get nothing out of it. So for example, John 1.1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So ask yourself that question. Okay, so when was the beginning that they're talking about here? Well, in this case, it's before creation. So you could go back and read it like this. Before God created the earth was the word. Well, did you notice that that word, word, (laughs) is capitalized? What's that talking about? Why is that capitalized? Is it talking about the Bible? Well, it can't be because the Bible wasn't written yet, right? What is that word, word, talking about? It's talking about Jesus. So before creation 
was Jesus. Jesus was with God. So Jesus was actually here before creation began. So before creation was Jesus, Jesus was with God, and Jesus was God. Jesus is God. The Trinity is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. It's in three different personalities. And you can kind of think about it like water. Water is still water in the form of liquid. It is still water in the form of a solid, which is ice cubes. And it is still water in the form of gas, which is steam that comes out of a pot that you're boiling on the stove. (laughs) But it's still water, but in three different forms. And that's the same thing that the Trinity is. So going back and reading John 1.1, it really opens your eyes to see, okay, wow, this is what this is actually talking about. So when you stop to ask God questions and you stop to think about it and you ask yourself questions, it really brings the Bible to light. And then the next five minutes, I said the first 15, so five minutes at least in the Word, five minutes at least in time talking to God, in prayer time. Now, when you're praying to God, it doesn't have to be anything fancy. It doesn't have to be anything formal. Just talk to Him like you're talking to your best friend. Talk to Him about your day, what you have coming up for the day. Talk to Him about some of the things that you're walking through. Talk to Him about how good He is. And then the last five minutes of that first 15 Take five minutes at least to praise and worship. Just turn on some praise music and just praise God. If you need a great song to worship to, go to the Uncommon Teen app and click on the tab that says Worship Playlist. There are 10 songs there that you can listen to. And while we're speaking about the Uncommon Teen app, there's also a Bible app on there. So if you don't have a Bible at home, you can go in there and read the Bible as well. But the more that you spend time with God, the more you grow in your walk with Him, the more it becomes alive and exciting and the closer you get to Him. But I encourage you again, don't just spend time with God because it's some list that you're checking off, but spend time with Him because you choose to, because you want to. And even when you don't feel like it, which let me tell you, there are going to be some mornings when you wake up and you're like, I am way too tired to spend time with God. I'd rather be sleeping. Even when you feel like that, Make a decision. I am going to spend time with God anyway, no matter what I feel like. And the more that you spend time with God, the more you're going to realize how much He loves you, the more that you're going to realize how much He cares about you, the more that you realize how much He wants to bless you, and the more that you will grow in your relationship with Him. And it will be such a beautiful thing. All right, Zoe, I hope that this episode helped you today. You are such a blessing, and I'm just so thankful that you wrote this question into me. I know that it was a very vulnerable question for you to ask, so I'm so thankful for you for writing in. All right, now I want you all to repeat after me, and I want you to really mean it with your heart. I am beautiful. I am valuable. My beauty and my value, they don't change. Even if someone fails to see, how incredible. God made me. All right. So one quick announcement. I am super, super excited about this. So last year in 2022, we did a series of Bible studies. We did a Bible study called Who Am I? where We talked about our identity in Christ. We did a Bible study on friendships. We are going to start those back up again. So starting this summer, we are going to do our next Bible study. We're going to do our identity Bible study again with all brand new material. So even if you did this before, I encourage you join us again because it's going to be incredible. But we are going to do a Bible study on identity. 
So if you want to be a part of this Bible study, I want you to go to the Uncommon Teen app, click on the tab that says Connect with Jamie, and let me know in there that you would like to be a part of this Bible study. And I will make sure that you are on the list to know as soon as the doors open. All right, ladies, have an amazing rest of your week, and I'll see you back here next time. Ladies, I hope that this episode helped you this week. I hope that you see that God loves you so much, that you are not an accident, that God created you on purpose, with a purpose, for a purpose. Now I want you to repeat after me, and I want you to mean it with all your heart. I am beautiful. I am valuable. My beauty and my value, they don't change. Even if someone fails to see how incredible God made me. All right, ladies. So this week, I want to share with you some really awesome things that we have going on in Uncommon Teen. If you're looking to grow in your walk with God, maybe you've been struggling with anxiety or depression or friendships, or maybe you're struggling with something else altogether, but you're ready to overcome. You're ready to become free in those areas of your life. I want to invite you to join me in one-on-one coaching. This is a coaching program that is designed specifically for you, helping you to overcome those things that are holding you back from being all it is that God has called you to be. If you would like to join me in one-on-one coaching, talk to your parents, let them know why you're interested in coaching, head on over to uncommonteen.com slash coaching and learn more about our one-on-one coaching program. Ladies, I want more than anything to see you walking in freedom in every area of your life. The enemy is trying so hard to take down your generation. And my goal is that you are so strong in your walk with God that the enemy cannot shake you. And second, ladies, I want to ask you to be in prayer with me. We have had some challenges with our venue for Uncommon Teen Live. We've got one that we're working with the church on. We were supposed to hear back a couple weeks ago whether or not that this was going to work, and we still haven't heard back yet. So if you all could be standing with me in agreement that God is opening the doors for the venue to come for this year's Uncommon Teen Live, that would be amazing. I would be so incredibly thankful I am just so incredibly thankful for all that God is going to be doing at Uncommon Teen Live 2024. I cannot wait to meet you there. I cannot wait to see you. I cannot wait to see what God does in and through you because of this. All right, ladies, have an amazing rest of your week, and we'll see you back here next time.